You're listening to Life in the A-Zone podcast. I'm Peggy Sweeney McDonald, and these are my stories of moving back to my hometown in Louisiana after 36 years to live with my father and mother when she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. These lessons of love, laughter, life, and loss are gifts of living in the A-Zone, and I'm honored to share them with you. If this is your first time here, begin the journey with Episode 1 and go forward. Thank you for joining me today. Mom, look what I found upstairs in the attic, I exclaim as I come down the stairs balancing various boxes labeled Easter decorations. Oh, I forgot about those, she says, coming out of her bedroom to meet me at the bottom of the stairs. I place the boxes on the formal dining room table and scamper up the stairs for more. I was on a mission and excited to create a good day with her today. My mother sits at the table while I open the boxes, pulling out bunnies, beautiful eggs, and other cute Easter handmade and collected decor throughout the years. I remember she would shop the after-Easter sales at the Hallmark shop and bring home her prized loot. Now we ooh and ah together, remembering Easter celebrations from the past. She is smiling. Even her eyes are animated. This feels like discovering a long-lost treasure chest. I remember when we made these for stitches and stuff, she says, holding up delicate eggs that had been blown out, dyed, decorated with pearls and other colorful jewels, then strung with pretty satin ribbons. The years have faded the colors, just like our memories. Stitches and Stuff was her group of friends from the country club. The friends would gather in our back playroom to make crafts, which they sold at school fairs. When I was in college, I would drive across town from my sorority house to wash clothes and eat home-cooked leftovers, and I would find this animated group of friends crafting, gossiping, and laughing. (laughs) Their friendship has lasted over 50 years, and they still get together monthly for lunch at a local restaurant with their spouses. These women have watched my mom decline slowly. She seems just fine, they tell me. Their denial of her Alzheimer's is as thick as their love for her. But over the months, they are slowly accepting it as she is changing right before their eyes. Their beautiful, lively friend Sherry has become quiet and confused. They've witnessed firsthand as she argues with Dad at lunch, and sadly, they see his frustration with her. I'm not sure when my parents last decorated the house for Easter. The Easter decorations fell away over time. We didn't notice when it happened. Like my mom's memory, we didn't notice. Then one day, it's undeniable. Poof! It's gone. Well, this Easter will be different. The Easter fairy is in the house, determined to bring on the Easter parade. I feel my heart expand and tears come to my eyes as I realize it doesn't take much to make Mom happy, at least for today. With her happiness comes my happiness, and I welcome every dose of possible joy. Growing up in Baton Rouge, Easter was almost as big as Christmas for our family. Over the years leading up to Easter, 
My mother would gather her four daughters, and off we would go in the blue station wagon to shop at the local department stores, Maison Blanche or D.H. Holmes, for our perfect Easter outfits, dresses in pretty pastel colors, and brand new shiny shoes, white stockings, little white purses, gloves, and Easter bonnets with satin ribbons. Our all-day girls-only shopping affair would include lunch at the Piccadilly Cafeteria. Going through the cafeteria line and picking out our dilly plate with an entree, two sides, a dessert, plus a hot, yummy yeast roll was heaven. All those choices and steaming bins for the lovely ladies in uniform dishing out the food on section china plates ready to serve us was fun and overwhelming. What are you having today, darling? They would chirp up trying to move the line along. Aren't y'all pretty? Let me guess, you're the big sister, am I right? The four little Sweeney sisters dressed in pretty, hand-smocked matching dresses made by our mama was quite the sight. There was something special about deciding which colored jello with fruit and whipped cream I would pick out for dessert. It was such a simple lunch but I think back and I can still smell the delicious chopped beef patty or the crispy fried chicken with mashed potatoes swimming in butter and the cooked to almost mush green beans and bacon and onions. Southern cafeteria food, but somehow it felt like a feast. The thought makes my mouth water now. Maybe we should make a trip to Piccadilly. One of the waitresses would meet us at the end of the serving line and direct us to a table and help my younger sisters with their trays. I love the piano player sitting in the corner playing show tunes and smiling at us. We couldn't wait to finish our lunch so we could bring our trays to the window in the wall with the automated conveyor belt line to the dishwashers. Once, I completely stuck my head in the window and got hit in the back of my head with a plate of someone's half-eaten spaghetti and meat sauce. My mom, sisters, the waitresses, and the piano man laughed at me while I stood mortified trying to wipe my hair off with a cloth napkin. Needless to say, I never did that again. We never left Piccadilly without getting a chocolate green mint at the checkout stand. We thought the cashier gave them to us for free. Years later, I realized my mom had to pay for these. Mama! Mama! Look at these beautiful shoes! They will go perfect with my white eyelet Easter dress, I announced for the entire shoe department to hear as I stood there holding a pair of bright yellow patent leather shoes with a surprise, small, clear acrylic heel. They were magnificent, and at 10 years old, I felt like Cinderella at the ball when I put them on my feet. I stood twirling around in front of a giant mirror with a young salesman standing by, nodding in approval. Peggy, I am not going to buy those shoes. Those are the tackiest shoes I've ever seen. What else would you even wear them with? My mother stated emphatically, while my eight-year-old sister Shannon stood by her side, shaking her head agreeing with her. I think they're cute, six-year-old Aaron chimed in. 
Aaron always thought everything I wore, said, or did was golden. Mom stood there trying to convince me to buy the simple white patent leather slip-on ballet flats, which were only a step up from the juvenile Mary Jane shoes that my little sisters were getting. I started to cry and threw a drama queen fit right there in the shoe department. If I can't have these shoes, I don't want any. I'll just wear my old scuffed-up shoes, I pouted as I threw the new shoes in the box and pushed it defiantly to the side. Peggy, you are being ridiculous. All right, if I buy them for you, you better wear them every week to church. I promise I will, Mama. Thank you, I replied as I floated out of the store with my new shoes on. Well, wear them I did, until they were so small they hurt my feet. I still remember the joy I felt when putting my Cinderella slippers on. I felt sophisticated and beautiful. The last box I opened today is the festive Easter tree my mom had made when I was in high school. It was made with tree branches sprayed with white paint. Some of the branches are bent and the paint is flaking, but now I lift it out of the box with reverence. We both say, aww, at the same time and then start laughing. Mom rearranged the branches, then carefully placed it in the middle of the formal dining room table. We decorated it with our faded Easter eggs, then stood back to look at our beautiful Easter tree with joy. The only thing missing was our Easter baskets. On Good Friday, my mom would boil dozens of eggs in a big pot with a white kitchen towel placed in the pot to keep the eggs from cracking. My little sisters and I would gather around the kitchen table with coffee cups of colored dyed water and use a crayon to draw bunnies, flowers, and write our names before dipping the eggs with the copper wire egg dipper that came in the dye kits. The large white wicker Easter baskets with fake green grass would soon be filled with the beautiful bright eggs. Miraculously, the ones with our names would appear in our individual baskets on Easter morning, and the rest would be hidden around the house when we woke up to see what the Easter bunny had delivered. My mother made the most beautiful Easter baskets I have ever seen. Around the large white or milk chocolate bunny standing in the middle, she would place Elmer's heavenly hash, pecan or gold brick eggs, speckled robin eggs, bubblegum eggs, and my favorite, the sugar diorama egg decorated with beautiful pastel frosting. The baskets would be wrapped with iridescent cellophane and topped with a bright bow. Sitting next to our baskets would be a wrapped Easter gift which would be a new spring nightgown, pajamas, or a stuffed bunny when we were younger. I always felt sorry for my friends that didn't have baskets as grand and as beautiful as ours. Mom is now following me around the house as we decorate the living room with Easter bunnies and various decorative eggs. Soon we are adorning the living room bookshelves, the coffee table, side tables, and the fireplace mantel. We move into the kitchen and set up a crystal bowl with colored marble eggs on the kitchen table. We always had the more is more holiday mentality, and we are definitely festooning the house in Easter decor. What are y'all doing down here? My father asked, coming down the stairs from his office. We are decorating for Easter, Mom says. Looks great. 
and he smiles approvingly. Mom and I are giddy with excitement. We find some pink, yellow, and baby blue netting material in another box that's perfect for draping around the dining room chandelier. We then hang the rest of the eggs on it. It's magical, and we stand and look at our handiwork with awe. I take pictures of the decorations with my phone and text my sisters. We are decorating for Easter. Y'all need to come see. I text on the sisters thread. How cute, Aaron texts back. We need to make plans for Easter Sunday. Mass at the cathedral, Shannon texts. Yes, and let's keep it simple and go downtown to the Easter buffet at the Hilton after Mass. I'll make the reservation, Kelly texts. My sisters stop by individually throughout the week to see our Easter decorations. Come see what we did, Mom proudly exclaims as she gives them a tour of the decorated rooms. They all mention they haven't decorated for Easter in years. When did life get so busy that we forgot to decorate for the Easter holidays? Jimmy overhears the conversations and gives each of them a hard time. How difficult would it be to put out your Easter trees? When I first met y'all, every one of you had an Easter tree, he says in his annoyed New Yorker tone. They laugh. They've learned to expect Jimmy's smart-ass comments. On Good Friday, Mom and I shop our closets for our Easter outfits since we are no longer shopping for new clothes. Shopping with Mom has become way too difficult and I realize we have plenty of choices in our overflowing closets. I pick out a blue and white floral dress I bought in California a few years ago, and she picks out a black dress. I'm horrified as black is not spring appropriate for Easter in Louisiana. I show her other options, but she is adamant about wearing the black dress. I finally convince her to wear her pink jacket on top. We will be styling in our pretty Easter outfits. The only thing missing are Easter bonnets. Easter morning, I wake up early because getting ready has become a challenge. I shower, do my hair and makeup, then go downstairs to help mom with her hair and makeup. I was able to help her take a shower last night with no fighting, and now she lets me primp her. She seems excited, and she looks beautiful. Look how pretty you look, Mom. Where are we going? It's Easter, Mom. We're going to Mass and brunch with the girls and their families. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Who's going to be there? The whole family, Mom. Really? Is Dad coming? Yes, Mom, and Jimmy, too. Where are we going? It doesn't end. Over and over and over, she asks. And I tell. Then she goes and sits in the living room across from Dad, and it begins with him. Plus, she tells him it's time to leave about every ten minutes. I hear him tell her it's too early to leave because Mass does not start till 11.30. She gets mad and storms away to her bedroom, slamming the door. I'm standing in the dining room, setting out our Easter goodies on the table. I knock on the bedroom door and enter. Luckily, she didn't lock it. She is laying in bed, sadly staring at the wall. It breaks my heart to see her this way. Mom, the Easter Bunny came. Come see. She barely smiles and gets up, following me to the dining room. 
Dad and Jimmy join us at the table where I have placed Easter cards and a family basket of candy. We open our cards and kiss each other. Happy Easter! Dad immediately takes his favorite chocolate pecan Goldberg egg and stuffs it in his mouth. These are much smaller than I remember, Dad says. I grab a few bubblegum eggs for the road. We walk out the door to leave for the cathedral downtown. Mom is carrying her old black purse with several candy eggs balancing at the top of the overflowing purse. After all the decorating, the Easter morning seems anticlimactic. I'm happy we're meeting my sisters. We need a shot of Easter adrenaline to liven up our mood. Unfortunately, the sugar in the bubblegum eggs has not lifted my spirits. I sit in the back seat with Mom, reaching over to buckle her in. I watch as she opens a heavenly hash chocolate marshmallow egg, takes a small bite, then puts it back in her black purse. She leans back and closes her eyes. My sisters have already arrived by the time we entered the cathedral, and they have a long pew staked out for us. We file in and everyone tries to stand up or lean over and kiss mom and dad. I sit next to mom and we both sing along with the choir. I hold the mass songbook following along with my finger, but she doesn't need prompting. She remembers all the songs from attending Catholic school as a young girl. It amazes me. She can't remember what day it is or what we are doing today. However, she can sing every word of these beautiful songs. The music and being surrounded by her family has lifted her spirit. My dad holds her hand and I see her smile at him tenderly. She has forgotten she was mad at him less than an hour ago. Watching them together warms my heart. I turn and grab Jimmy's hand. He squeezes it and I lean over to kiss him. I love you, Peggy Bug. I love you too, Jimmy Dean. Happy Easter. We file out of the church and take the requisite family pictures before driving over to the Hilton. The brunch is served in a beautiful room on the top floor overlooking the Mississippi River. A jazz band plays and the Easter Bunny walks around taking pictures with the kids. My youngest nieces and nephews are embarrassed to take a picture with the bunny. Their mother, my sister Kelly, insists. Jimmy and I are laughing hysterically. That bunny creeps me out, Isabel says to us once we are seated at a huge long table. I agree with her and we laugh more. <laughs> Soon we make our way to the unlimited buffet. The omelet station has a long line, so I head to the seafood station, piling my appetizer plate with shrimp, crab claws, and raw oysters. Kelly takes Mom to the Bloody Mary and Mimosa station. I see her arguing with Mom, so I walk over with my plate. Mom is confused with all the options. She grabs a slice of bacon with her hands and starts eating it. Mom, these are for the Bloody Marys, Kelly tells her. I don't like Bloody Marys. I like the other one. I know. I'm getting you a mimosa, Kelly says, rolling her eyes at me as I grab a Virgin Mary and plop a green bean and an okra into my glass. Thank you, I whisper to her. The Easter Jazz Buffet is lovely. 
and so much easier than cooking. But I miss the family Easter dinners with my mom's bone-in ham cooked with the Coca-Cola sweet pineapple rings, brown mustard with brown sugar, along with delicious sides of macaroni and cheese, layered salad, cheese grits, and squash casserole. For dessert, we always had a bunny cake with coconut icing adorned by coconut dyed green for grass dotted with jelly beans as eggs. We loved helping Mama decorate the cake on top of an upside-down cookie sheet covered with aluminum foil. On the back patio, we would take turns cranking the old-fashioned ice cream churn and then stand around with our mouths watering as Daddy lifted the top off, revealing vanilla ice cream dotted with fresh chunks of icy peaches. Bunny cake topped with fresh peach ice cream is the definition of Easter heaven. What I wouldn't do to have some right now. Peggy, look at those beautiful hats, Mom whispers to me, pointing at the women at the next table. Oh, Mom, they are wearing their Easter bonnets. The next thing I know, Mom has walked over to their table and is telling them how beautiful they look. I jump up and follow her. By this time, the two Southern Bells, dressed to the nines, are standing up at their table, having a lively conversation with my mother. Obviously, they have enjoyed the unlimited mimosas. Would you like to try them on? One of the ladies asks. Sure, Mom says, and the lady takes her hat off and places it on Mom's head. Why not, I say, when the other lady hands me her hat. I place it on my head. By chance, both bonnets match our outfits. Divine intervention, I think. Now all we need is some little white gloves. These Easter bonnets were the missing piece of our Easter outfits. We smile at each other and stand a little taller with our Easter bonnets balanced on top of our heads. My sisters and family are looking at us horrified that we are trying on these ladies' hats. My teenage nieces are ready to sink under the table. Kelly, come take a picture of us, I exclaim, and she hops up to take our picture with the lovely Easter bonnets. Mom starts singing, in your Easter bonnet and I chime in as we sashay around the table. The two ladies in their group are loving every minute. We don't know all the words, so we just make them up. The ladies are now singing along and want to take pictures with us, too. Dad, come join us, I beg. He reluctantly comes over to pose with us. Jimmy rolls his eyes and refuses to get up, so I walk over, throw my arms around his neck, leaning down to pose with him. Kelly snaps away. Seriously, I can't eat my lunch without a million Sweeney pictures, he says, under his breath as he fakes a Sweeney smile for the picture. Regretfully, we soon give the Easter bonnets back to their rightful owners, who are now posing for their own pictures with Kelly as their photographer. Kelly agrees to email them some of the pictures since she has a good camera and the pictures are beautiful. After perusing the huge dessert bar, we dive into our dessert plates filled with key lime pie, strawberry shortcake, pecan pie, and pretty pastel petty fours. The jazz band strolls over to our table taking requests. Hello, Dolly, I ask. And they begin to play while Mom and I jump up and start singing, holding hands, and dancing together. We are having the time of our lives.
The Easter Bunny comes over and joins us. My nieces get up from the table and run to the lobby. My teenage niece scampers after them. Kelly snaps more pictures. Shortly after, the men gather at our table and divvy up the check. The room is being cleared out for the next brunch seating. Our Easter celebration is coming to an end. We all say goodbye as we wait at the valet car stand in front of the hotel. One by one, each family jumps in their car and drives away. Our car comes last, and Jimmy tips the valet when he opens the door for us. Mom and I sit in the back seat. Dad sits in the front. Jimmy is always our designated driver. We drive in silence back to the house across town. Mom leans her head back and closes her eyes. I take her hand in mine and hold it for the 20-minute drive home. Her hand seems so small and frail. I look at the blue veins popping underneath her skin and begin to cry silently behind my big sunglasses. I wonder if this will be our last Easter together. Once home, we all disperse. Mom goes to her room to lie down. Dad goes to his chair to read and nap. Jimmy goes to the den upstairs to lie on the sofa and watch golf, and I head to our bedroom. I'm sad and stuffed to the gills. The dessert buffet sugar rush has me crashing hard. I take off my Easter dress, my pearl necklace and earrings, pull on some shorts and a t-shirt before climbing under the covers. I feel the emotional rumble coming up again, and I squelch it down. It's easier to just go to sleep. Later that week, I feel sad as I pack up the Easter decorations while Mom is taking her afternoon nap. Jimmy helps me take the boxes up to the attic. My mom never notices the Easter decorations are gone. New Easter memories of bonnets, mimosas, a jazz band and a creepy Easter bunny, all captured with Kelly's good camera, will live in my mind as one last beautiful Easter with Mom. In my mind, I place these memories in a big Easter basket alongside my childhood memories. Then I wrap the basket with shiny, iridescent cellophane, placing a big pink bow of gratitude on top. Thank you for joining me for Life in the A-Zone. Look for new episodes each Wednesday. Please share, subscribe, like, comment, and follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To join my mailing list, go to lifeinthea-zone.com and check out my best-selling book, Meanwhile, back at Cafe Dumont, Life Stories About Food, at Amazon and Barnes & Noble.